In this week's Mainly Moonology podcast, we are veering away from moonology because there's one of the biggest astrological events of, I don't know, the decade taking place. Welcome to the Mainly Moonology podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Boland, an award-winning astrologer and the Sunday Times best-selling author of books including Moonology and creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards. My intention for this podcast is to help you understand how you can create your dream life using Mainly Moonology, the moon, as your guide. So welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to a big, big episode of Mainly Moonology, the Mainly Moonology podcast. This week, we're not talking about the moon. We are talking about the planet Pluto. So Pluto, in some ways, is the most, I don't know, can we say it's the most powerful planet? I'm not sure every astrologer would agree with me. Pluto is very much psychological and intangible. What happens with Pluto isn't necessarily going to play out as something really, really obvious in your life, though it could do. It's about transformation that works from the inside out. In fact, if you look at my Facebook feed this week, we have endless quotes about transformation because that is really the theme of the week. And I'll just say, if you notice any butterflies around you this week, Look and see if you see butterflies or caterpillars or anything else that really looks like a symbol of transformation. It will be a sign from the universe that there's a big transformation taking place. And the thing is, Pluto is, you know, the lord of the underworld and quite a dark planet in its own way. So what happens with Pluto can be very difficult. It can take you into the abyss can take you to the dark night of the soul, a bit like the dark goddess can, even though Pluto in astrology is very much seen uh, not as feminine, but as, as I said, the lord of the underworld. But it does have that dark goddess energy as well. I think that's fair to say. Um, for those of you who like a bit of uh, astronomy info, Pluto is obviously outer planet, a very outer, outer planet. I believe it was downgraded to a dwarf planet a couple of years ago. Apparently at three o'clock in the morning, some rogue renegade astronomers at a conference got up and did a secret vote. They had just enough people to get it passed to downgrade Pluto to a dwarf planet. And I believe there are people, uh, astronomers, who are trying to get Pluto back upgraded to a full planet status. But I will say, astrologically, uh, you know, Pluto doesn't really care about being um, a dwarf planet for the simple reason that Pluto is um, a lot about stealth and subterfuge and going under the radar. And basically, you know, when Pluto hits you, things happen that you may not even be able to put your finger on for a while, but you start to feel differently. And like I said, transformation is very much one of the key words for Pluto. Another key word for Pluto is rebirth. So one of the symbols we associate very strongly with Pluto is the phoenix rising from the ashes. Now, obviously, probably like you, I've heard about the phoenix that rises from the ashes many, many times, but it actually wasn't until one of the uh, Harry Potter films, and I'm afraid I can't remember which one, <laughs> maybe someone out there can, there was a Harry Potter film where there was actually literally in one of the teachers' um, studies, there was a phoenix that basically rose from the ashes. As I recall, and I'm not really good at remembering films, they kind of go, you know, in one ear and out the other or in one eye and out the other. 
But as I recall, the phoenix was kind of on a loop, a bit like um, if you've ever seen a boomerang post on Instagram, which just plays and repeats and plays and repeats and plays and repeats over a matter of a few seconds. As I recall, it was this beautiful phoenix bird that suddenly combusted into flames and turned to ash uh, sort of under the perch where it had been sitting dropped to the, the table or whatever, and then very quickly reconstituted itself to be as beautiful as before and then went back up on its perch and then very quickly combusted again and just kept going in this endless cycle. And, you know, in some ways that's a metaphor for what many people believe about our lives, right? Because many people believe that uh, in reincarnation and that we are born, we live, we die and we are reborn. I kind of believe that. It's not really one of my core beliefs, but I do kind of believe that. I read a book called uh, Only Love is Real by Dr. Brian Weiss many years ago, which is all about rebirths and, you know, reincarnation, etc. If you want to look into it, read that. It's amazing. Anyway, Pluto very much about rebirth and, like I said, transformation. The other very key thing about Pluto, which I learned early on in my astrological studies, was it's about throwing out the dead wood. So you can think of Pluto as a volcano, as a ravaging fire that, you know, for example, if you have a forest which is maybe a bit overgrown and a fire comes through and raises it all to the ground and you're left with nothing but blackened stumps and ashes and embers. But what happens in the spring eventually is that the forest regrows because that's nature for you. Just tapping wood there because it's kind of a scary thought. But that's what happens with Pluto. It's like the green shoots will eventually come through and what will grow up will be new and fresh and, you know, maybe even better than what went before. So Pluto is all that and more. And FYI, Pluto takes roughly 248 years to complete a full orbit around the sun. So since about 2008, I think I have that right, as if you know me, you know I'm dreadful with dates. I don't keep them in my head, but I'm 99.9% sure. Okay, let me quickly look it up. Okay, yes, it was indeed November 2008. Since 2008, Pluto has been in the sign of Capricorn. Now, at this point, it would be very interesting for you if you know the houses on your, on your astrology chart. Because if you know where Capricorn is in your chart, then you will know where this big change is taking place in your chart. And just FYI, if you're a Mainly Moonology member, a member of my Mainly Moonology membership, then you will be sent a PDF about this this week so you know where in your chart this is all taking place. And if you're not a member of my Mainly Moonology membership, go to mainlymoonologymembership.com and sign up. Why not? Join the gang. There were about 1,500 people in there. It's amazing and I love it. Anyway, so Pluto is moving into Aquarius this week, this week, okay, on Thursday. Now, you might be going, hang on a minute, I'm Aquarius, what does that mean? Well, it does mean a lot, actually. It means you're going to have Pluto in your sign. It means you're going to have Pluto going over your sun. It means it's going to be probably the most revolutionary time of your life that you have ever had. Ditto if you're Leo, because Pluto will be going opposite your sun. And ditto, really, if you are either of the other two fixed signs, which are Taurus and Scorpio, because you will be having um, Pluto squaring your sun, which is also a big deal. 
And if you're any of those signs rising, you know, yes, also kind of important. But the thing is that, as you may or may not know, we all have all 12 signs in our chart. So even if you are, you know, Cancerian or Gemini or Aries or Libra or whatever, it will affect you one way or another. It means that one part of your life is due for some kind of amazing transformation that takes place from the inside out. But let's talk about what it means in a general sense. Okay, so Aquarius is an air sign. That's the first thing. A lot of people think because it's the water bearer, they think it's um, a water sign, but it's not. It's an air sign. And it's associated with, well, probably the first thing to say that it's associated with is it's associated with humanity. Okay, like it doesn't get much bigger than that, does it? I mean, I suppose if we counted the animal kingdom, that would be even bigger, all living things. But Aquarius is actually associated with society and with humanity. So what's happening? We have the planet of transformation, Pluto, coming into Aquarius, the sign of humanity. Now, FYI, for the past 20 years or so, Pluto was in Capricorn. So what have we seen in uh, during that time since Pluto moved in? It's actually not 20 years, is it? How many years since 2008? Anyway, it's been going on since then. What have we seen? So Pluto is the explosive planet, the volcanic planet, the planet that transforms, the planet that gets rid of the dead wood, the planet of life, death and rebirth. So I'll tell you something that happened for me during this period, which absolutely is textbook Pluto in Capricorn, Capricorn being, among other things, a sign of hard work and government and work in general and business and all that. So I was uh, in 2005, I was living actually, I think most of 2006, I was living in Paris in France. And I had a friend there called Micah, who had a her PhD in philosophy. And she'd done it, her, her thesis. And I remember walking down the street in Paris with her once and talking to her about her work and trying to understand it. She was German, actually, so we spoke English together because I didn't speak German and she didn't, well, we just spoke English. <laughs> I didn't speak German. Um, and she said her thesis was all about the fact that business was about to be transformed. And I asked her what she meant and she explained that what she meant was that um, it was all going to be about business ethics, ethics in business. So her thesis was essentially about the fact that ethics were about to become more important in business. And I kind of thought, oh, really? It just didn't make any sense to me. It's hard to even remember now, but back in 2008, you know, businesses were a lot less ethical. Ethics in business was a lot less important. And, you know, fast forward, I don't know, 10 years maybe, and I remember being in a coffee shop in London, here in London, and reading about how some big conglomerate like Starbucks or Coca-Cola, I think it was Starbucks actually, had agreed, having come under tons and tons of criticism for not paying enough company tax, okay, using exploiting all the loopholes that allowed them to pay very little company tax, despite the fact that they're this multi-billion dollar company, I think it was Starbucks had agreed to pay more company tax, even though according to the letter of the law, they didn't need to, but they understood that it's what their customers absolutely wanted of them. Their customers wanted them to have ethics in business. And that's something that obviously I don't really need to explain example after example, especially because I'm probably not very good at thinking of examples off the top of my head. But we all know that ethics in business 
have become a thing. Like you can no longer be a shysty person who's destroying the Amazon rainforests just to produce your whatever and think you're going to get away with it. You can no longer get away with not paying company tax. You can no longer get away from, you know, exploiting um, people in sweatshops to do the work for you. And, you know, even though it still goes on and even though, you know, to an extent some people still turn a blind eye, especially for things like fast fashion where, you know, who doesn't want a $5 T-shirt or a £5 T-shirt? But, you know, as we start to realise more and more about the importance of fair trade, you know, who doesn't pick the fair trade coffee? Who doesn't pick the fair trade chocolate? I do. You know, and we're all becoming more conscious of it. Anyway, so I just want to give you an example. That was Pluto in Capricorn. Now we have Pluto moving into Aquarius. So there's going to be a transformation of society, of humanity. And I think we could all agree that began with the pandemic, especially with the big quit, the big resignation where people suddenly went, you know what? I was born for more than just being alive, paying taxes and dying, paying bills and dying. People started to realise that quality of life uh, really, really counts and, you know, quit their jobs in droves and, you know, woke up to something I've known for 25 years that working from home is much better, especially if you have nice people at home to work with. That definitely helps as well. But Aquarius is also associated with innovation and technology, so we can expect some really big things there, maybe to do with power, because um, even though Pluto is not really, not electricity, actually, that's Uranus, but It is a very powerful planet. So, you know, it's about oil, for example. Maybe we'll see things to do with, you know, literally oil transformation. It'll be about, and it'll be about power within society. There'll be changes there, you know, transformations in how we approach technology, innovation, you know, technology. I mean, I don't know, are we going to get more robots asking us to confirm our humanity? All that kind of stuff. So it's, going to be big and there could be a kind of a restructure of society even though again structure is a Saturn word but think of society as being broken down so eventually it's going to have to be built up again the hierarchies may change it's going to be very interesting to see what happens Pluto's influence you know it can be very intense and disruptive but as I said at the start of this it's also often very very psychological and therefore intangible okay And ultimately, it's all about bringing around transformation. So even if things do seem, it's like, you know, when they say things have to fall apart before they get put back together, it can be a bit like that. And the thing to remember as well this week is that when a planet changes signs like Pluto is doing this week, it will actually be more, be easier to feel. It will be be triggered and therefore we'll feel it more during that period. So, you know, you may start to feel some of these things, um, as early as this week. And I, I've just remembered as I've been chit-chatting away here, um, again, if you're in my mainly Moonology membership, um, we're actually, I'm actually going to hold a 45-minute seminar about Pluto just to help you understand it better and, like I said, to help you understand where it's taking place in your chart. So, again, if you're not a mainly Moonology member and you'd like to be, go to mainlymoonologymembership.com and you can sign up there. All right, so... Probably we'll also see more activism as uh, Pluto starts to go through Aquarius, um, a greater emphasis on things like social justice. And, you know, it's a time to change humanity, which in turn will change the world. So, I mean, what else can I say about this? Scientific advancements, very possible technological breakthroughs that have a huge impact on society or the world at large. It can also show us the dark side of humanity and the dark side of technology. So, you know, they're things to watch out for. 
I again, this is not something I know a great deal about, like reincarnation. I mean, I know as much as the next person, but you know, not a lot. But you know, when it comes to Atlantis, one thing I've read is that Atlantis, you know, for for what it's worth, Plato believed in Atlantis. So who am I to argue with Plato? Atlantis was allegedly destroyed because their technology outstripped their ethics. How profound is that? Their technology outstripped their ethics. So I think we're in real danger of that happening here in the real world. You know, just really quick reference, you know, chat GPT that's come through. Uh, you know, there was that Times, uh, New York Times article about the guy who had a very unsettling four-hour conversation with chat GBT. If you don't know what it is, just it's a new thing that's, it's a new artificial intelligence that people are experimenting with. Um, and, you know, the chat GBT, amongst other things, told him that he didn't love his wife and he should leave his wife for the, uh, for the AI, <laughs> which is really weird. Okay, and definitely a harbinger of what's going on here. It's also a time when we need to be releasing the past, letting go of old way of uh, living, and you know, making way for the transformation that's going to come through. Ultimately, Pluto's transit through Aquarius is a time for us to embrace change and innovation. But change—it's not really change. That's why I use the word um, transformation. Change again is a Uranus word transformation is a Pluto word and because it's not just about a little bit of change it's about a complete transformation so I hope that helps you understand a little bit of what's going on this week I hope you will consider joining me in the mainly moonology membership if you want to be there for the mini Pluto workshop we're going to do this week so you can work out how this is actually affecting you personally and I hope you have a great week I'll speak to you next week lots of love I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you'd like to stay updated with the moon and moonology and astrology and all the other things we cover, be sure to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is up. Also, it would mean a lot to me and my team if you could leave us a glowing five-star review on your podcast platform of choice Please. That actually helps more people find us too, which spreads the love and surely also brings you amazing karma for taking a moment to help us out and to help other people find the podcast. Have a great week and I hope to speak to you next week. Lots of love. <laughs>